The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. We don't know what it was throwing rocks at us. It felt like a little evil to go back that way. It felt like a little evil to go back that way. You're listening to Strange Familiars. True stories of the paranormal, cryptids, hauntings, the occult, mythology, UFOs, folklore, weird and forgotten history. Please make sure to like and subscribe to Strange Familiars on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, or wherever you are listening. Please share the Strange Familiars page and episodes on Facebook and other social media. If you have experienced something strange, or if you know a story you would like us to cover, email strangefamiliarspodcast at gmail.com or find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash strangefamiliars. And of course, strangefamiliars.com.
Welcome to episode 19. So we've been hinting about Site-7 for a while now, and Site-7 is a code word because we've realized as we've done the podcast that when we talk about places, people go to those places, which is fine if it's a public area. But this area is private property, and we do have permission to be there. If people start going there and hanging out and being a general nuisance, it is going to become patrolled and policed. If you happen to figure out where it is from the hints we do give when we're talking about it, please don't go. It's an ongoing investigation, and if it starts becoming patrolled and policed and people start asking questions, they're going to tell us that we can't go in there anymore, and that'll be the end of it. I first heard of Site-7 when I was asking my friend Chris if he'd ever been to Toad Road. He would have been growing up in the area in the late 70s and early 80s, so I thought he might have some experiences out there. And he hadn't gone to Toad Road, but we started talking about these other haunted areas, and he told me about Site-7, which is another closed road, much like Toad Road. Here's an interview I did with Chris. Pay attention to the things he says, in particular about the family of albinos and the stone throwing. I've censored people's names and places which might give away the location of Site 7 in his interview. And then we've been out there. Uh, It's closed now. Yeah, they closed it up and I wonder why. Uh, I remember the time it was Carson a uh, foreign exchange student from Nicaragua and myself. Uh, it's probably like a Saturday afternoon. And we're heading to the and then we take the road to get there. So we get about halfway and we're always running on E. And all of a sudden, the car, we run out of gas. So Carson wants me to go back to the farmer's home that was right in the middle of that lane. So I go back and I knock on the door, terrified, not knowing what's coming out in that dark, nasty-looking house that's sitting back there. And out comes an old gentleman, probably in his early 80s. And his fingernails were probably about an inch long. So that scared me right off the back. He looked like something that thrashed me on. So I go up to his door. And he comes out. And I said, I ran out of gasoline. Well, he says, I think I got some in a barrel in the back of the barn. Well, first of all, that scared me even going back in the barn with this guy. So he took it back. The barrel was empty. So I was sort of like, uh. So we didn't know what to do. So I said, uh, I'll see you later. And I, so I took off. So we, we ran to the store and got gas. We walked to the store and got gas. Uh, but uh, one instance we remember, I know at the beginning in the air, there was a house. Remember the big house sort of sits, like when you go down the lane, you'll see a house. Well, that one night we went back, I was with Anthony. And he, uh, I was probably about 16 at the time. And a German Shepherd and a St. Bernard come and attack our car. And there was like five of us in the car. Uh, the uh, St. Bernard jumps on top of the hood and the German Shepherds try biting our tires like like literally biting our tires like the platinum so then we go back into the road and it's just complete darkness and it just makes you feel like there was somebody up in the woods watching you wherever you want so yeah the road was always one of those roads that I always feared to go back everybody feared to go back in there didn't you say there was 
a family of albinos or something? That's where the dogs came from. They were from the albino family. It was a whole family. It was a whole family of albinos wow. that lived back there. And uh, you rarely ever saw them. I mean, we saw them like once going back there. Road or however it's pronounced. Didn't you say there was stories about... There was supposed to be bums and vagrants living up in the woods. That would throw rocks? That would throw you. rocks at you. And we did have rocks thrown at our cars before up from the woods. And we don't know what it was throwing rocks at us. Uh, but that's that was that's what the story goes about that that road. Uh, that there was people living up in the woods. And then at nighttime when the kids would go back, they'll throw you know, rocks at you. But yeah, that was a strange road to go back on. It felt a little evil, you know. Uh, to get back that road. So after Chris told me about the area, James and I started researching it, and we quickly ran into some very interesting things. And we're going to talk about the specifics of everything we found, including our own experiences and a lot of audio we recorded on site. And we're going to do that in another episode. But briefly, Lake Toad Road, Site 7 is a closed road. It's surrounded by woods and farmland, high hills and deep valleys. It's a much bigger area than Toad Road, several times the size, the area, the surrounding woods and so forth. It has creeks that run through it and it's close to the river. As we're digging into it, James happened to take two Bigfoot or Bigfoot-like reports. I guess one of them may or may not have been Bigfoot creatures, but it certainly sounds like it. Both within a mile or two of Site 7, one involved multiple white creatures. Doing some historical research, I found this entire section of the county used to be called Devil's Hole, which, if you pay attention to Bigfoot research and just researching the paranormal in general, things with the name Devil seem to have a certain significance. It's not any longer called this. There is a Devil's Hole in York County now, but it's an old quarry. It's not Site 7. I'm guessing they changed the name of the area from Devil's Hole for the same reason Hallam Borough is now Hallam. People get very upset about devil names around here, so I guess that's why they changed it. We found certain landmarks around Site 7, which seem to mark it as a sacred or spiritual ground. And these seem to be modern landmarks, not ancient, but I still found it interesting that we found those markers. We spent multiple days and nights at Site 7. Each time something strange seems to happen. And as I stated previously, we really don't know what we're dealing with. It might be ghosts, it might be something else, it might be UFO-type activity... It seems like there is a Bigfoot component, but it also seems like there's something else going on there. If you are enjoying Strange Familiars, please consider becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com slash strangefamiliars. Your support helps us make Strange Familiars. $3 a month gets you access to bonus content, including full patron-only shows, and it helps keep Strange Familiars on a regular schedule. There are also different levels of support with additional rewards like t-shirts, vinyl stickers, buttons, and more. This podcast takes a lot of time and money to put together. I knew from the beginning that the podcast model is to give away shows and then ask for support, and that's fine. We've been doing good so far, 
and thanks so much to all of our current patrons. But if we're going to continue the show on a bi-weekly basis, we need your help. If we get enough support, we'll even take the show to a weekly format. Please consider becoming a patron. You get more strange familiars and you help us continue to make the podcast. We've got a lot more stories to tell, and you can help us get them told. Make sure to leave us a nice review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share Strange Familiars with your friends and family on social media and appropriate Facebook groups, wherever we can get more listeners. Thanks for listening, thanks for supporting us, and back to the show. So tonight we'll be speaking with Lori and Jeff, and they also had some strange experiences at Site 7. As you'll hear, Lori was actually the first one to get out there, and she and Jeff started experiencing strange things in the area before we got to check it out. This is an interview we recorded at Lori's place outside. We were sitting around her picnic table. Everyone had their cell phones out. I think they were. it was causing interference on the audio. There's background noise. There's sirens in the background. There's trains in the background. But I think the conversation is worth hearing. It was basically a choice between no show this week and run this interview as recorded. So I cleaned it up to the best of my abilities. There's loads of background noise. I'm sorry for that. Sorry for the interference, but I think it's worth hearing the interview. This interview was done by me and James and James R. You'll hear a little bit on there as well. So there's there's two James on the tape. James R. was also on the UFO episode. He's been going out and doing some research with James and myself. So you'll hear three of us asking questions, and you'll hear Jeff and Lori as well, of course. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard-to-recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. are talking with Lori and Jeff, and Jeff's been on a couple other times. In fact, you were just on the UFO episode. You spoke a little bit about seeing some eye shine. The eye shine you saw is actually uh, in the place we're going to talk about. The mysterious Site 7, as we've called it. I think the order of events, and and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, but I think 
Chris had told me about it, the guy who told me the original story and about people throwing stones and stuff. And I told you about it, and I think you beat me there. I think you went up, like, that night or, or pretty quickly afterwards. She beat us there. Okay, so Lori went first. Okay. I did. I did, and I actually was just, when we were sitting there, I was referencing some notes. Jeff had told me to start taking notes of things that I've experienced or seen because it's hard for me to remember great detail sometimes. But, yeah, I had gone down... And I took pictures. It was getting dark. And just felt a little weird, kind of, you know, hairs on your neck, standing up type of stuff, which isn't unusual for me. Took pictures, and I sent them to Jeff. And I was like, yeah, I stopped. I just, something was telling me I needed to check it out. And he's, like, quiet. And next thing I know, he's sending pictures back to me with circles. And what's this? Then I started looking more, and... Realizing well, basically, I, was I saw eyes. Yeah. That was the eye shine. On the first the picture photos. she sent me, I could see the house LEDs, but then down where there was no houses and stuff, I saw what was a set of eyes to me. Right now, there is a house at the entrance to this place, but there are not houses down in in the direction from which you you photographed it. Right, I knew where the house is, and I could see the house in the picture, but where I saw what looked like two eyes was nowhere near the house. And you sent me pictures after that that seemed to show several sets. Was that you, or was that, or did you take those photos? I saw them while I was taking the pictures. That's what I like backed up against the jeep, and it took my breath because I normally wouldn't see them like that. Right. It's usually after you take the picture and look at them, you know. But I. So this, saw this them is that, that first night you went up. Yeah. You saw orbs. Yes. And I saw that's when I saw one of her pictures of a pair of eyes. So when you were up there, like you said, you said you had a feeling while you were there. Like, could you could you get into that a little bit? Like what you're what you're feeling while you're there? Like, well, it definitely it, and it's usually kind of similar when I do get any kind of a weird feeling. I'm usually. Um, you know, like the goosebumps, you know, yeah. all over, definitely on my neck. That particular night when I saw the orbs as I was taking the picture, it, like, took my breath. So that freaked me out. But I had to, I just, you know, he's always telling me just to try to calm down and, you know, hang out <laughs> right. instead of, like, flipping and leaving. Sometimes it's almost, like, a, just uncomfortable in my own skin, that, that yeah. feeling that there's something else there. No, I mean, we definitely had similar, similar feelings of occasions at that place as well. The orbs, were they close or in the trees or? Well, after looking at the pictures, I just, to me it looked like it was in that dead end. I pulled in, got out of my Jeep, and it was dark. So, But the ones actually, as I was taking the picture, I saw them going by like just as close as what he is to me you know a couple feet a few feet away from me and that's what threw me back against the jeep and white colored uh, yeah yeah like a, a lighter white whitish whitish so. gray yeah now initially when, when with the orbs you didn't see them with your eyes you saw them in the photos and then you were able to see them eventually i saw the the one picture that i took in particular i saw them Moving as I was okay. as I was taking, I don't know if it was because of the you saw flash. It walk through the viewfinder, you could see it. Yeah, like as I'm taking yeah. the picture, okay. and I don't know if it was the flash then, and I, I didn't see them until the, sure. the camera flashed. Yeah. But then after that, when we were going through the pictures, I was kind of looking at him while he was at his house looking at him, 
and we both discovered at the same time, like, do you see those orbs? Right. And then I told him about the seeing them up there as I was taking the picture. Just that it was a weird, very weird, eerie feeling. So then you guys started going up there with some regularity, right? And we kind of see eye shine on the regular when you went up there. Well, I think she had gone up again on her own and said you saw lights or movement in the woods. Yeah. So then I had come down a little bit later on, a couple of days later or whatever, and we went and got dinner and it got dark and she took me up there. I didn't see anything and she pointed to something and it looked to me like an LED light and I'm thinking, well, it's just a light. And as I'm watching, it went and one walked away from the other one and moved. And I'm like, okay, that's not an LED light, that's moving and I can actually sit there and watch them change from orange to greenish blue to white. This was in the winter, wasn't it? I don't know that it was totally February winter yet. It was, it was in February. Yeah, the end of February. Is that when it was? I don't remember how cold or whatever it was, but... Chris would have told me about the story about the people throwing rocks, well, the people, the hobos throwing rocks, right. as, as he said, or whatever, that no one ever saw. He would have told me about that in January. Okay. So, this well, I'll tell you, then, ever since that night, Anytime we decided to go up there, those lights were there, and we watched them. It's almost like they were in the same positions, like they're look, they're watching, they're watch guards or something, the way they're positioned, and I swear I can see them sometimes looking in the direction of the other ones. I've had them in my binoculars, and it just I can see the little light better, and sometimes they'll just go straight up in the air and I don't know if they're standing up or what I've hiked down in there in the daytime and there's no lights in there yeah we've been in as well <laughs> the only man-made thing we saw was one single game camera yeah we're gonna tell our story in the next episode yeah. or in another episode it might not be the next one but yeah there's nothing down in there there's no lights down in there yeah, there's no lights down in there and I've even heard noises when I see them down there, but I don't know. They're so low sounding, it's real hard to to tell what it really is you're hearing. But L low in volume or low in low in volume. Low in volume. I gotta think that they know I'm standing there. They probably see the headlights as they come in, you know, but they don't seem to to be bothered. I've never had anything seem like it was sneaking up on me. Not that it couldn't, but I never I never had anything sound like it all of a sudden got close. You know, you just sit and watch them and, and then like I said, one day we went and hiked in there and that was an experience. There's two ways to, to get into this place. With one from the uphill west side and one is the downhill kind of eastern side we went in from the east when we went in you guys just kind of went right in from the west right what were your impressions i, I know Lori, you saw something i do you want to just go through the, that well, day what or? we did is we just walked down that road and then where the road went to a hard right i went down over into the bottom where there's a little stream running and we walked that stream for a while and then i could see they looked like ATV trails, but they were just grass. It didn't look like anything had driven on them in a while. And I kept noticing in certain areas just 
stuff is falling down, blocking these paths. And they're almost like logging paths, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So we came around, went up to the top, and walked in one of those roads and decided to go back down into the hollow from that side. There's so many trees and dead logs laying on the ground that if you weren't ducking under one, you were climbing over one. It wasn't easy walking through Which that. is very much like Toad Road. It's like every 15 <sighs> to 30 feet or something, there's yeah, a tree it's, down. It's like you can't get through there. You can, but it's not easy. Right. She was behind me maybe 10 feet as we were walking down through there, and I had stopped by a log and to turn and see how far she was, and I heard what it sounded like I jumped something bigger than a deer and it jumped up and took a couple leaps and was gone and I turned around to her and she was closer to this thing and you said it sounded like someone threw something in there oh absolutely so she got I a, smiled I yeah, that's something exactly from what I thought it was where we had just come from to break over that from behind us something got thrown not at us, it was near us, meant for us to hear it. My instincts told me I jumped something. Right. You know, that sound you get. But it sounded awful big to me, and then I couldn't hear it run anymore. So when she said it sounded like someone threw something, that kind of made more sense to me as to why I didn't hear it anymore. Like it th you something threw something and it bounced a couple times mm -hmm. or something like that. Like yeah. it bounced and, and then a roll possibly. Mm -hmm. a, you know, I just assumed probably a rock, a decent size rock or, or there was a log or something up there that were laying around but i didn't feel threatened by it i i actually just and she smiled my like i said my first instinct was i jumped something but normally if i jump a deer i can hear it going away yeah it'll keep going usually this yeah. i heard maybe take two or three steps which could have been the roll and that was it it's, i heard nothing else and saw nothing else and then you saw something a little bit after that. Well, and and I thought you had seen just the top of its head or something, but I, I, I saw, saw a its, flash. That was it. I saw... It's, a a it's, flash of movement when you say yeah, flash, not a yeah, flash I, of light. No, a flash of movement because it was in a day and I just expected deer when I saw it. And I hunted for probably four or five years, so I'm, you know, feel pretty confident knowing if I see a deer. Right. And I don't think that it was a deer. I don't know what it was, but I drew a picture of it because I didn't want to forget mm -hmm. it while it was fresh in my mind. I remember you putting that up in a Facebook group, I think. Mm -hmm. So it's quadrupedal, whatever mm -hmm. you saw. Yeah, I'm, I'm going by memory of the drawing. Very strange looking, if I remember. It was, and I didn't feel that it had ears or anything like that, and it moved really smoothly. You know, a deer will do a lot of, like, slow movement, but, like, it's it's going bobbing its head and watching. If it's running, of course, it's yeah, they, up and down. they bounce and they This run. was just kind of going. It was it was like nothing was in its way, and yet where this was at was extremely thick brush. Him or I wouldn't have not gotten through it e easily. I didn't. I mean, it was either, like, really thick stuff like that or, like he said, trees laying down. Right. But anyway, yeah, it, it was weird, and then it was just that quickly I felt like it was gone. And I didn't really hear much noise of where it might be going. That was just a very rough sketch of what I right. saw. Now, was your impression that this was fur-covered, or...? It did look like it had fur, and I would guess it to be maybe 
I don't know, 150, between 150 and 200 pound. It's a pretty big. Animal. Yeah, or creature. <laughs> yeah. I compare it in my mind to my dogs, so that's, I feel like it was probably a little bigger than my dogs. They were 130 pounds. Where was this in relation to you? Was it in front of you, beside you, to one side? It was in front of me, and we were on a slight hill. And it was moving which direction? It was moving from my left to my right. Your left to your right. Was it looking towards you or away from you? I didn't feel like, if it was, it was a quick glance. I don't feel like it was, because most animals would stop and look at you. Yeah, I'm just asking, like, you think right. it, it knew you were there. I feel like Plus, it did, but I don't feel like it... I was a little bit in front of her. It might have hurt me, too. If it did see me, it, it didn't seem to be bothered or frightened. It may have glanced and kept moving. Okay. Like, no concern at all but that I it never I was... looked back at you. It went along its way. Correct. So if we can describe this, it's a quadrupedal with a head. It looks like there's, I mean, is, is it a far cry to say that there's a decent neck to that? I feel like it, it did have a, an elongated, thicker neck. Wasn't like a skinny, yeah. Right. And the head has no ears on top. No ears. Did you see Just eye sockets eyes. or a nose? I did. I saw it was like dark eyes, and then I felt that the it had are, the eyes are on the sides correct. of the head, and like a longer snout. Correct. Yeah, and and I I did see the the darkness on the end for like a nose. Just didn't see ears. That was what was so weird to me. The drawing doesn't look like a deer, and it doesn't look like a dog. You know, it's to me at first glance. It, you know, if I don't have a if I don't have that that weight, uh, the the idea of what the weight is. It reminds me of something like a, something like a, of a, like a, like a mink or like a like a ferret. Okay, sort I see. Of. Yeah, that that kind of. Um, yeah, that's with, good. With the way the neck and the head sort of connects to it, and, and the lack, of, the apparent lack of ears. That's a good but, description. But that yeah. would be. Uh, but that's exactly what I thought of. Yeah. And and my memory going back to that is exactly what I thought of, but yeah. just big, a lot bigger, but right. very similar. Going back to, sorry, just oh, yeah. listening to what you had said about um, people, and I keep hearing this, like the white or light and color objects that people are seeing. Do you remember the one time I went down there in my Jeep, and I, I know it was after that initial, the first initial time. I know I had gotten out of the Jeep, but it was, it was I think, when I took that apple down. Okay. And, and I put it on the gate, eight. and it was dark, and I got a weird feeling again, just kind of an eerie feeling, so I thought, I'm just going to go sit in the Jeep, and had the windows down, and I felt more comfortable there, just kind of hanging out, didn't really see anything, nothing weird going on, and I was getting ready to go, and as I'm turning the Jeep on, and I'm putting it in reverse, I swear to God, I saw something in that grayish, light color mm -hmm. run from, as I'm, if I would pull straight into the dead end, it was from my right to my left. I looked, and there was nothing there. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was my imagination, but I really feel that I saw something, and I, I got out of there. And this was at night? Yes. And there were reverse lights lit it up. Yes. You could see it in your rearview mirror. It, and I'm sure it was, it, I, well, obviously it was one. I don't know if it could have been two, whatever it was, together. But it was so fast. Honestly, 
not to get into alien stuff because I know that's not what this episode is about. Well, we, we don't I know. know the, I definitely. The thing is, we don't know what we're dealing with back there. I mean, I, I, like we think there might be a Bigfoot component, but I don't think that's it. I don't that's think that's, that's all, all of it. Yeah. That there's weird stuff back there. So um, that's what I th- I've initially thought when, I, and I think that's why it freaked me out was because we've talked a lot about the Greys, and I'm learning a lot about you know all of that activity and but I feel that that was definitely something that was not it was it did not have fur and I don't feel that it was a Bigfoot or but I don't know what it was and it my my head and my gut were telling me to get out of there so but I gr- did <laughs> gray gray white yes. kind of color yeah, yeah. That, see that confirms with so much again we'll get into our experiences next time but uh, that's that confirms with what we've seen back there so have you been back you went back quite a few times right like just up to the area yeah the only reason I haven't been back is because all the leaves on the trees I figure I can't see down into the woods yeah it's weird when I do see these lights I have to say I don't ever see two of them together and I, I always just wrote that off to the distance Mm-hmm. They're far enough away that it just looks like one. And you said they changed colors too, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, they've definitely gone from orange to white, and then they'll just they'll go out like that. Mm-hmm. Is it? And then they'll come back on. Have you considered the possibility that maybe it's not eye shine? It's just something else. Something else weird. Something else could be yeah, something else weird different. for sure. I know I've seen three different sets at the same time, and I've watched one one walk away or move away from the other one. Yeah. But a single, so in other words, you're not seeing pairs. I don't see pairs, but I just. But like they're I far said, enough away. I thought where, maybe that's because they're so far away. Right. It just looks like. One and light. I mean, and there are you know you're looking through branches, you're looking through. Right foliage even in the winter there's there's stuff you know hanging down and so forth you might only be seeing one of two i'm not saying it's not i shine i'm just saying i the, the more i go back there the weirder that place gets and i think there's well I'll tell you, it reminded me of when i was in illinois and i saw i shine there and i saw both eyes shine and it it reminded me of the same thing it had the same look yeah. but, okay so you've seen i shine before and it, yeah it, it looks similar to that okay that's the first thing that came to my head was it's definitely not moon reflection. Mm-hmm. I mean, these things are bright. It almost appeared like there was communication going on because him and yeah. I sat there for at least an hour that the first time, and it was overwhelming the excitement that I had because I had never seen anything yet, and right. it was as if they were just like a couple, you know, three people, whatever, but would sit and talk and, and your your eye contact here or there and then up and down or you know it reminds me that's of what way, like. an army or someone you know if, the, if there's a platoon sleeping they got a couple out in the perimeters watching it's just sort of reminding me of the one in the middle he, he'd look this way and his eyes would get green and then that one over there would get green mm-hmm. and then he'd look away and they'd go kind of orange or white and then he'd look behind at the one over here and the same thing would happen. It's almost like they were keeping in touch with each other hmm. and it could be they knew we were sitting there. Well, yeah. They heard us pull in and... Whatever's happening, it, it does seem to react to our presence. Yeah, uh-huh. for sure. 
And you haven't been up since the tree, the leaves have been off the trees, right? Not yet. Well, you'll have an experience, because unless they totally left, I'm telling you, we would go up there any random time. The only time we didn't see them was when it was rainy and foggy. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know, they could have been there and you just couldn't see it. Yeah. But any time we'd go off and the leaves were on the trees, and any time of night, usually after 9 or 10, it wasn't that late, we'd always see them. And they'd always be, it seemed, in the same coordinate. Hmm. It's weird. And that's why I thought when we hiked back in there in the day, since they are like in the same spots, I surely was going to find out what this was. But there's there's nothing in there. It's not giving away too much to say that we've had experiences there with rain. Like right, right after the rain, there's still there's still dampness, there's a lot of moisture, which does something to kind of mess around with your your sense of sound and what you're hearing around you. But we had seen some things in those weather conditions. Yeah, so, so I there's, think the so fog just would keep me from seeing far enough into the sure, woods. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't think that matters to them if it's foggy or rainy. But you can probably get around pretty stealth in those conditions. Well, and you're also talking about, like, you know, a substantial amount of woods on either side of this path. Right. You know, there's definitely something about that path. Like the yeah. f- the first night that that I had taken a look at it, it was. And there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that seems to be like just placed on it, you know, almost like like almost like purposeful right. um, uh, obstacles. That whole hill, I was telling her, I'm like, it's like this whole hill. They have all these trees down, so that if they are chasing a deer or something. That deer's gonna have a tough time getting through there. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's about like keeping ATVs out. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think they don't well, like. Well, on those trails, I believe that. But when we headed back down into the hollow, and it was just woods with trees down. Oh, okay. That reminded me of slowing whatever wants to come through there down, whether it's another animal or. But definitely the trails up on top. You know, they do end up leading out to houses eventually. Those trails, and. Most of them at some point had stuff across them. That I'm going to sit and tell you it was Bigfoot, but it could have been anything. Well, it, you just know, the way I'm, I saw the stuff we, laying and leaning there, it, it seemed like it was purposeful. Well, and when you hear tales of things throwing stones, you know, from the woods uh, at, people. At, at people, you know, and not being able to see what is throwing the stones. Yeah, no, no, one ever, no one ever sees the hobos throwing the stones. They're just, you know... And, and, you know, this thing wasn't thrown to hit us. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think they were that bad of a thrower. Right. It definitely wasn't thrown to hit us. And I'll tell you what's weird. Five minutes after that thing got thrown, I was in visibility with my vehicle, and I looked out at it, and that's when there was a guy writing my phone number and stuff down. It had to be about five minutes after this thing got. I looked at her and said, "I just knew he was coming," hmm. you know, and did that to kind of push me out a little bit to where I could see my vehicle. Just it was weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like to get your attention, like, hey, yeah. somebody, somebody's yeah. messing with your. And then, and then I told her, "Let's get out of here," because the guy left, and. Me trying to get to my vehicle on this hillside was not easy because of all those trees being down. I'm telling yeah. you, I was climbing them and ducking under yeah. them. And when we were there last, we had 
definitely a lot of opposition. I have a random question for you guys. Um, have you taken your dogs back into this area? And if so, have they had any reaction? Or no, I don't think we took the dogs there. No. My, my dogs I don't usually take out. Just this and that. The They're, blue healer goes along. And yeah, I don't take my dogs out. The mastiffs aren't usually... I'd get them for a little while walking and then my female I know would lay down. She'd be done. And my male would just, he'd destroy everything. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you never took him up to uh, Site 7 No, up there. I think if I knew there was a very active spot, I wouldn't take him. Mm, that's probably wise. All right, well, Lori and Jeff, thank you very much. I know we're going to be talking to you guys again, but thanks for this and happy hunting. Thanks, guys. Strange Familiars is a production of Dark Holler Arts. Music, art, books, podcasts, and more. DarkHollerArts.com Intro and background music is by Stonebreath. Go to stonebreath.bandcamp.com for more.
turn again to spring And know that you'll rise again to sing inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.